It is Friday, June 4th, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Today we look at last night's racing for the All-Stars and USAC, look ahead to the weekend, and have a couple of interesting side notes. Let's jump in. The All-Stars kicked off a four-race weekend with the IRA last night with a really fun show at uh, Fairbury Speedway. Tyler Courtney held off a slider attempt from Bill Baylog following a late restart to grab his fourth win of the season. Rico Abreu finished second with Bill, uh, Baylog slipping to third. Ian Madsen finished fourth and Gio Selzy was fifth. The win made it eight podium finishes in his last nine starts for Courtney. And suddenly the face of the point standings has changed dramatically. Courtney entered the night 74 points ahead and leaves 102 up. The win, combined with issues for Justin Peck, is why the lead has grown. Book Motorsports announced earlier in the day yesterday that Peck was hit with debris on Monday at Port Royal and will sit out the weekend. Spencer Baston is filling in. He finished ninth last night. So with Peck tumbling in the standings due to his absence, Ian Madsen is now up to second with Schoenberg now third, Zeb Wise fourth, and Corey Eliasson fifth. With as good as Courtney has been lately, the rest of the all-star full-timers need to find some speed and fast, or Courtney is poised to run away with this thing. And it's only June. Besides Courtney's hot streak, Rigo Abreu has been very good with the all-stars recently, picking up finishes of 2nd, 2nd, 3rd, 7th, and 2nd in his past five starts. Tonight, the series is headed to Wilmot in Wisconsin, where Corey Eliasson was the winner last season. Hopefully tonight could be a boost for the, uh, for the Rudine team, who is looking for some good runs in their first win of 2021. You can watch the action live tonight on Flow Racing. In the night's super late model feature, Frank Heckenass Jr. threw a big slider at leader Shannon Babb with three laps to go, with the two making contact, and the move vaulted Frank to the $5,000 win. Babb finished second, Eric Smith third, Ryan Unzicker fourth, and Kevin Weaver was fifth. Man, Fairbury, that place always puts on good racing. If you haven't checked out Fairbury, either in person or on the streaming services, definitely recommend doing so. That place just always uh, it puts on incredible shows and, and has incredible racing. Indiana Midget Week kicked off last night at Paragon Speedway, and it was a treacherous night for competitors. The track took a bunch of rain earlier in the week, and conditions were very, very heavy for the night. By the time the program ended, there was a massive curb in 3 and 4, which was almost like a wall. Several drivers took to Twitter during the night to complain even. I always wonder in these situations what the expectations are from fans and competitors. If you race, it turns into ruts and cowboy up and people aren't happy. But if the track cancels because of the wet conditions, then people also complain. There are very clearly no-win situations for the tracks or the series. Nobody wants to see equipment torn up. These tracks are businesses and need to put on racing programs to continue to operate. These things are always just weird to me, and I don't understand them. Anyway, over to the action last night. In the sprint car feature, Logan Seavey led quite a bit of the race in the Baldwin 5. But coming to the white, he made a mistake on the curb in turn 4, and that allowed A.J. Hopkins to sneak by. Hopkins went on to win with CV second, Charles Davis third, Jaden Rogers fourth, and Jason McDougal in fifth. In the midget week opener, Cannon McIntosh snuck past early leader Justin Grant on lap three and looked like he was maybe on his way to a dominating win. But late in the going, 12th starting Thomas Meserol entered the fray. He ran down the leaders and put heavy pressure on Cannon Mac inside 10 to go. In a turn three on the final lap, McIntosh got tight on the bottom and Timez pounced, driving by on the bottom and capturing the win right at the line. Cannon ended up second, Justin Grant third, Buddy Kofoid was fourth, and Logan Seavey completed the top five. With his 12th to the win run, Timaz was also the night's hard charger. 
Post-race, as usual, Timez did Timez things. He fell off the car doing his cage stand, called out Ken and, Mash, uh, Ken and McIntosh for not being able to handle the pressure, and then bragged about driving through the field. It was an interesting turnaround for him as he was one of the drivers earlier in the night who was on Twitter complaining about the track conditions. Like him or not, though, he rarely fails to put on a show. Some drivers that struggled on the night included Tanner Thorson, who finished 13th after needing a provisional. Kevin Thomas Jr. was 17th, and Brady Bacon and Kaylee Bryson both failed to make the feature. Fortunately for them, though, today is a new day and Midget Week rolls on. Action tonight at Bloomington gets underway at 6 p.m. If you can't be there, watch live on Flow Racing. The World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series is in action this weekend for two shows, tonight at River Cities in North Dakota and tomorrow at Granite City in Minnesota. David Gravel and Carson Macedo continue to chase Brad Sweet in the championship standings, and the series is coming off Kyle Larson's win on Monday night at Lawrenceburg. Coincidentally, Larson is also the most recent winner at River Cities back in August of 2020, with Donnie Schatz and Logan Schuhart also recent winners at the track. The Outlaws last race Granite City in 2019, with Brad Sweet coming out on top of a late race battle with David Gravel that night. Tonight kicks off a busy month of June for the Outlaws with 12 races scheduled, including stops at Knoxville and big money on the line between Hussets and Jackson Motorplex. Gravel and Masita will definitely try and keep the pressure on Sweet, while Schatz, Sheldon Hoddenshield, and Schuhart are all trying to claw their way back into the fight. River Cities has been a very good track for shots in the past, and he's favored tonight by the DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula by quite a wide margin over Brad Sweet. And for Saturday at Granite City, Sweet is favored over Gravel and Shuhart for the win. Keep an eye on Brent Marks this weekend as well. He's made the trip west to run with the Outlaws and has been good since climbing back into his own car. His three most recent Outlaw races resulted in finishes of 6th, 3rd, and 6th. He could definitely be a win threat. You can watch the Outlaws all weekend long live on Dirt Vision. Down south, the World of Outlaws Late Model Series is racing uh, this weekend with two stops in Indiana. They take on the new Circle City Raceway tonight and Plymouth Speedway on Saturday. Chris Madden has won three straight races and has closed within 26 points of leader Brandon Shepard. Through the first 19 races, Kyle Strickler and Kate Dillard are the only other two series regulars with wins. And behind the top two, nobody else is currently within striking range. This is shaping up to be a very good battle between Madden and Shepard into the summer. Shepard leads all drivers in wins and average finish in recent seasons on both quarter mile and three-eighths mile tracks. Uh, Circle City is a quarter mile, Plymouth is a three-eighths. But Madden has been very good this season. He currently leads all drivers with four wins and 10 top fives in 2021. Another driver to keep an eye on this weekend is rookie Ryan Gustin. His last three finishes are second, eighth, and fifth, and he's capable of winning with the Outlaws. His average finish over the past five and past 10 races is trending better than his season-long averages. Dirt Vision has a live streaming coverage of both races. Elsewhere in the late model world this weekend, make sure you check out the happenings at West Virginia Motor Speedway tonight and tomorrow. They are holding the historic 100 weekend with tonight's super late model show paying 10,000 to win and tomorrow night paying a cool 25,000 to win. The big half mile has been brought back from the dead this season with a ton of improvements and a nice schedule of, of events. They tweeted this week photos of the track bathed under brand new LED lights and are offering free entry and two free pit passes to late model teams for this weekend. I've seen Devin Moran will be there, as will Jonathan Davenport, Tyler Erb, and others. 
It'll be interesting to see who else races where this weekend with the Outlaws at Circle City and Plymouth and the Dream coming up next week. Ben Shelton tweeted out car count concerns earlier this morning, and I know some guys are choosing not to race this weekend, including Jimmy Owens. I think it'll be a fun weekend in West Virginia, though. If you can't be there, watch it live on Flow, Race, uh, on Flow Racing. Excuse me. In recent weeks, there's been uh, some more talk and, and more rumors and kind of innuendo and things about part shortages and tire shortages for motorsports due to the global supply chain issues currently happening. We've seen a few races recently affected because of it. Yesterday, Eldora Speedway announced they will limit teams at the Dream next week on how many tires they will be allowed to use throughout the week. The Speedway worked with dirt car officials and Hoosier Tire to make the decision, and their hopes are that everyone will have access to the tires they need to compete. Full details and the bulletin are available at eldorospeedway.com. These shortages and the way people handle them always turn into a double-edged sword. The fears of the shortage cause people to then panic buy so they're stocked up, which then in turn causes an even bigger shortage. We saw this recently with the fuel on the East Coast and the pipeline hack. If you're a competitor who is concerned about the availability of parts and supplies going forward, I'd reach out to your vendors and ask questions so you better understand the consequences and how to handle the situation. I tweeted a link to it yesterday, but I wanted to mention it on the show today as well. The former Australian sprint car racer Toby Belbowen has a YouTube channel and he started uh, that he started in 2020. It's called Sprint Car Hub. He's done some interviews and some explanation videos, but he posted a really interesting video a couple of days ago explaining how traction control works in sprint cars. There are basically three different systems being used, and he goes through how they work and why it's a very slippery slope. It's super interesting stuff. If you'd like to watch that video, you can find the link on the Dirt Tracker Twitter account. Search for Sprint Car Hub on YouTube, and I'll link to the video in the YouTube description below. I'm also working on having Toby on a future episode of Conversations, so stay tuned for that. There are more than 30 shows on the streaming schedule for today with a lot more to come this weekend. That includes the Outlaws, All-Stars, Indiana Midget Week, a bunch of local and regional racing, and more. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. If you missed it yesterday, I did a bonus conversations episode for the week uh, with Brian Walker, aka Walkopedia. We took a look at Indiana Midget Week. You can find that on the YouTube channel or in the podcast feed. That's it for the show today. I hope everybody has a good Friday and a good weekend. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily where you get podcasts plus YouTube and Facebook. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe and leave a review. You can follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dirt Tracker. And you can check out the website for all kinds of cool dirt racing stuff by visiting dirttracker.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Dirt Tracker Daily.